Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. In the meantime, as you've been hearing in the news bulletin, as you've uh, been hearing all day, a group of around 200 far-right protesters attempted to blockade the Dáil and intimidate elected representatives and other people attempting to leave Leinster House. And it's worth pointing out that yesterday's events didn't spring out of nowhere. For some time, these groups have been targeting libraries. So who are they and what is it that they want? Shane Redmond is a fact-checker with The Journal who specialises in this area. Shane, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, so was there one central organiser of the protest yesterday? Not really. What we kind of see in the past with kind of other uh, protests that would be attended by some of the same members is they might all be using uh, the same slogan or they might uh, just have one poster that they poster in different groups. In this one, it was very kind of ad hoc. Everyone was kind of saying something slightly different. Um, there was there was posters made up and they were shared a little bit, but there was no... At least, like, I mean, someone originally came up with the idea, but by the time it kind of went out and got promoted to people, it was all people putting their own little spin on it. And most of them were kind of saying it was a protest against the hate speech bill, but none of them really seemed to care about the hate speech bill that much either, because they kind of say it's about the hate speech bill. And also, and then they'd insert their pet conspiracy theory there as well. Yeah, and so, so very, when that sharing took place, uh, Shane, like, where were they sharing these posters? So most of these guys are super active on Telegram, which is uh, kind of a bit like WhatsApp, I suppose, but you can also have big groups. But like it was on every social media website. It was on Twitter or X as it's called now. It was on Facebook and it was on, um, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, TikTok apparently actually was quite a big one. I'm not on it much myself, so I haven't seen a huge amount of it, but apparently this one was uh, promoted a lot here. Okay. And so nominally about the hate speech bill, but every brought, everyone brought along the, their own kind of addition to that in terms of issues. Yeah, it was exercise. kind of a mismatch of conspiracy theories. I'd also say like if there was actually a more coherent point around it, it was kind of anger about like COVID conspiracy theories more than the hate speech bill. Uh, I just heard more stuff about kind of COVID and vaccines. But again, like that wouldn't be everyone. And it was kind of a bit of a pick and mix of whatever you're into yourself. Mm. And and th- there were people who s- who spoke there, but there wasn't. Was there one central area where people were speaking, or were there kind of uh, speakers in different parts outside Leinster House? Yeah, it seemed that they were kind of moved on for a bit. So, the, uh, but yeah, it was basically all outside Leinster House. Um, I haven't. That thing it wasn't very centrally organised. It's hard to tell who the important ones and who the ones that maybe weren't so important were. So, for example, you mentioned the library protesters, the guys who go in and say. There shouldn't be LGBT books or uh, sex education books in the library. They had a big thing. And again, they briefly mentioned the hate speech bill before going on and claiming that I think children are signing secret contracts in school mm. so that they're not allowed to speak about sex edge with their parents, stuff like this. So they're all kind of, um, they briefly mentioned it. They kind of <laughs> tip their hat towards the idea of the hate speech bill and how they don't like it very much before kind of doing their own thing. And my colleague Jane Matthews, who was there, she said that she was um, outside around 15 minutes trying to just get a grasp of what they were protesting. And first of all, it didn't seem to make a lot of sense to her what she could hear. But she also just couldn't hear very much because they were playing music at the same time. So this morning, we've kind of just crawled through all the social media for all what speeches we could find to see what they're about. Okay, so were there people there yesterday who one could call, largely speaking, you know, uh, leaders in this particular area who who would be particularly active? 
Yeah, well, I mean, look, there's, yeah, look, I, I get all my kind of information through monitoring uh, the fringe actors. And so I know a lot of these people. I, I know that their faces kind of forget me. Um, and they do appear again and again. Um, so, like, ones that people, you might already know are stuff like Ashley Lockton, who used to be a presenter of Expose. Mm. I think she's also a flat earth curious at the moment as well. She came along. She actually didn't say very much from what I could see, um, but she took a picture of herself with Derek Bly, who's the leader of uh, Ireland First, which is a new political party that describes themselves as not being anti-immigrant, but that's all they ever talk about. So uh, I think it's fair to say. Well, actually, I, I, I was looking at their website and, and they describe themselves as a centre-right nationalist party. Uh, yeah. they, they want to limit the amount of people in, in the country who weren't born in Ireland or who are non-Irish, whatever that means. They want to have a referendum mm-hmm. on leaving the EU. They don't believe in climate change. They're pro-life. Yeah. Uh, and they don't want sex education in schools at all. Uh, it, was mm-hmm. quite, it was quite a nice kind of slick-looking... Uh, website it, it, is it known at all where who might fund this kind of thing no I, I well, no I mean there's lots of speculation but I certainly don't uh, they're a political party so I mean presumably at some stage their funding has to be declared but uh, no I certainly don't and also I've heard is like I haven't heard any good explanations for it with proof. Yeah, okay. And so uh, so Derek Bly was there um, with his new, and he's been very active, as I understand it, in this area for, for quite some time. Also a chap called... Yeah, and, like, yeah. I, yeah, I think you're going to say Andy Heisman. He's yeah. one of the library protesters, and he was also arrested for an anti-immigrant um, protest, uh, for public order offence at a uh, protest again earlier this year. Um, so what, what you have is you kind of have this mesh, and it's like a lot of people wouldn't be necessarily anti-immigrant or wouldn't have COVID conspiracies. But again, they might be like four out of the five big ones or, you know, they kind of uh, all kind of interact with each other. And as I said, it's usually Telegram. I mean, there's, look, uh, I think anyone who's uh, been on Twitter recently knows that now Twitter is a bit of a free-for-all as well. Mm. So it's not like it's like a super underground thing. You can pretty openly uh, talk about these things. But uh, what I will say is like, in fairness to the platforms, it was advertised as a protest against legislation in most cases. So, like, you know, fair enough. Well, you know, they, they shouldn't take that down. Yeah. But but do you get the sense, though, that, that, that and it seems as if um, ideas about COVID or the COVID vaccine is one factor in this, uh, that the hate speech bill, though, that just seems to be kind of a, a, a coalescing factor. They don't like immigrants. Uh, like, the, the kind of relatively small range of issues that they get exercised about do they all agree with each other on these things? Oh, you know no, 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 they hate each other. No, like, I mean, there's, a big, there's, there's always a bit of drama. There's always, um, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's just politics on a weirder and smaller scale. But, like, a lot of times they will uh, kind of fight with each other and you can't really tell what they're fighting about and they'll accuse each other of being shills or of being um, kind of double agents, uh, which is very, like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit gossipy, it's a bit fun. Um, but I think, I suspect most of the time, it's just the case of uh, them being a bit jealous of each other, kind of robbing each other's audience almost. Right. Um, so there's none of that. But yeah, no, like, uh, there's groups among them that absolutely despise each other, uh, which, you know, I guess, you look at some of them, some people, I would say, yes, they were, are quite hateful uh, that were there yesterday. And it kind of makes sense that they don't all get along. Yes. The, uh, and is there any, is there like, I mean, the National Party recently, again, it's a very you know, a tiny group of people, but they seem to have all sorts of uh, uh, interesting difficulties with gold bullion and the rest of it. 
Is there like a difference between the National Party in polit- in the political sense and Ireland First? Or are they just... Uh, because it sounds like that one could perhaps think that they were just ego-driven uh, um, machines for one or two people. One could think that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I wouldn't disagree with you. Um, I, you know, there's a difference in the rhetoric and the style, but uh, like, not really. And I keep in mind that like, with, um, for example, the National Party, they're all fighting with each other, as you said, based like gold. And then also one of the people that was live streaming yesterday is a person who was kicked out of the National Party for, uh, in my opinion, being too toxic even for them. So there is like, uh, the other alternative is that he was going to make leadership is. So there is this whole kind of, you know, uh, soap opera element to it. Yeah. And is, but, but you know, is there a possibility of them coalescing? Because uh, I, I think that uh, on the website, I saw that Derek Bly is hoping to run in, in an election. Um, uh, yeah, he's, he's currently asking people to run for on behalf of his party. Yeah, um, like like obviously this is kind of speculation here, but like you know you can't get Finna Boyle and Finna into a room to you know decide on mutual policies all the time. You can't get Labour and Social Dems to come together. So like I I seriously doubt that these people. I doubt, look, I doubt it. I don't think these people are the personality type to uh, seek consensus. Yeah, the, the, no, but at the same time. And it's, 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 there's, a, there's a cohort of people who say we've been warning about this for a long time and it hasn't been taken seriously. Should we take it more seriously, Shane, from what you've observed? So, I mean, like, I, I think it, it's fair to say that, like, they're not going to make big electoral gains. But in saying that, uh, people like me are proved wrong all the time, especially in Europe. There seems to be a big lurch towards the right. And then, I mean, there is also the stuff like um, we saw in America that, like, a very silly... Uh, conspiracy theory dre- driven QAnon theory ended up with uh, Q attempt. So I mean, um, I like. I think it's worth taking seriously, which isn't the same thing as saying I think they'll be polit- successfully uh, through politics. But the point is, uh, if they might try other means, um, you know, as happened in America. Yeah. There, I mean, certainly the the in the journal today, I think uh, um, Tom Clonan was warning that these things could turn violent. Do you think that's a reasonable fear? So whenever I go into Telegram groups, and I think actually Irish Times did a quite good one on yeah. uh, Ireland First, where they went into their Telegram group. And um, it's the language is a lot harsher. Uh, in fact, I think in the Ireland First Telegram group, one of the people was saying, and it was a private group, uh, around 100 and something people in it, was saying that we should drag the, and I won't use the word, it starts with C, uh, referring to TDs out of the doyle, which, you know, seems uh, closer than to the truth, what actually happened than yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but whenever I go through them, it, like, death threats against politicians are so uh, standard. I think I was making a presentation once for Europeans, and it was a case of, oh, can we get, let's say, 10 examples of calls to violence against politicians? And I think it took around 10 minutes. Um, so uh, the rhetoric is certainly quite intense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and now, and, and from studying all these, and, and, you know, we take with a pinch of salt, social media isn't necessarily a reflection of real life. What are the numbers mm. here? What kind of support do these people have? So that's, that's what's interesting. When um, you look at some of these videos, and I, I do a lot of debunks and fact checks, and kind of just go into what a video might claim or spreads overseas or whatever, um, it's often hundreds of thousands of people who watch this. Now, in saying that, I don't know how accurate 
these figures on Facebook and Twitter are. And obviously, maybe not everyone's from Ireland, but they are about Irish topics. And again, hundreds of thousands of people are watching this or sharing it or whatever. And um, But then when you do have rallies, like yesterday, you had 200 people. I mean, it, I, I, <laughs> it seems to be a bit of a contradiction. So either they're being watched a lot more overseas, or a lot of people with a mild interest, maybe they're like, you know... Uh, they might have an interest in what they say, but actually don't really care enough to, mm. you know, go out and do anything. Yeah. Still, though. Uh, um... It's about. Well, I mean, the thing is, the problem with extremism is the extremists. So, like, if you have a moderate extremist, yeah, you know, maybe not something to lose sleep over. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> might, though. Uh, Shane, thanks very much for uh, speaking with us today. That's uh, Shane Redman, uh, Raymond there. He's a fact checker with the journal and also. Uh, specialises in uh, uh, having a look at disinformation and uh, uh, far-right groups. Uh, one, to, uh, a few texts in. Some of them, yeah, you'd kind of, yeah. Some of them are kind of not entirely uh, uh, unexpected. Uh, there is an allegation that the protesters are being funded. Is that a conspiracy theory or is it true? If it is true, who is funding them and how do the paymasters raise funds? Well, I, I did put that to Shane and he doesn't know. Uh, uh, no one knows. There's probably... Now, I don't know if they're being funded because there's no particular evidence as far as we can see based on uh, the kind of process they have that they're uh, particularly swanky affairs. Um, So I don't know the answer to that. Uh, They are only protesting about immigration because they wrongly believe that immigrants will negatively affect their welfare payments. Well, let's not make the mistake of kind of tarring all the protesters with the same brush as they perhaps are tarring other people with one particular brush because that's not going to not going to help all far left on your program again yes a well-known trotsyist uh, Shane Redmond uh, Raymond I have no idea what his political affiliations are it's just an area he specializes in uh, certainly I uh, wouldn't categorize myself as um, uh, far left but maybe I'm far left compared to you uh, but then again maybe 90 percent of the country is far left compared to you. Uh, someone else says some of those who were at the protest yesterday have PayPal, PayPal links in their Twitter bios. Interesting. Uh, it sounds like uh, the protesters are copying uh, all the issues of Trump's MAGA rallies, uh, MAGA supporters, uh, says Dave. Well, yes, uh, but those things kind of have spread uh, all the way around uh, um, the, wor- the world or certainly around Europe and the United States in, in terms of they've become kind of wedge issues there. Uh, what do you make of the charge that news talk, RTE, etc. only reflect one narrative? And if you disagree with uh, or labelled far-right conspiracy theorists, maybe uh, mainstream media are the extremists, uh, says Kevin. That's a kind of a vague uh, um, kind of a, a allegation, Kevin, because uh, conspiracy theorists, you know, the word conspiracy is the, active, uh, is the active one there in the sense that if you're saying everyone's lying to us, about any issue, but let's say the COVID thing. Everyone was lying, there was no COVID or the vaccine was poisonous and everyone was lying. By definition, that is a conspiracy. So um, conspiracy theorist isn't, uh, uh, isn't an insult in that case. It's an accurate description of the idea that's being uh, put forward. Uh, Texter says, who funds you? And 50% of the Irish media, uh, says someone who... Spelling wouldn't be their strong suit. Not Irish companies. They are Dutch and Belgian. So you and that pathetic, sneering, poncy smart arse you're talking to have no standing on that issue. Um, well, we're funded by advertising and uh, I, I'm sure you've been keeping... I haven't actually personally been keeping account of uh, who the advertising comes from. I would imagine, though, that the majority... And this is off the top of my head. I would imagine that the majority 
uh, of our advertising is from Irish companies advertising to Irish people uh, for a whole set of uh, uh, obvious reasons. Uh, unbelievable how this guy is spinning this. Since when has the hate speech bill and the poison darts been a conspiracy theory? Thankfully, more and more waking up to this mainstream media nonsense. Uh, the, well, I assume you mean the, the vaccine. And uh, again, that's interesting that the way you've put that, because we kind of on social media, that seems to be growing uh, in the sense that there are people who think that it's now an established fact uh, that the COVID vaccine was doing all sorts of damage to people. And it's not. Uh, but certainly when you get inside that that kind of little bubble when you're just talking only to people who agree with you and only see the world that way, then that suddenly calcifies into a form of reality that you take to be reality for everyone. Uh, But it's still inside uh, uh, that little bubble. A lot of it has kind of aspects of a cult. It's an online cult. It's a massive cult, uh, but a cult nonetheless, in the sense that uh, more and more people are waking up. It's kind of like, and I've interviewed them, people who say the world is going to end next Tuesday. Uh, and you go grand and then you try to uh, ring them next Wednesday and they don't pick up. Or they come back with the reason why the world hasn't ended. And uh, that's kind of similar to, uh, or at least analogous, uh, into what you're saying there. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.